Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the DoubleClutch.ca podcast. I'm your host, Nick, Managing Editor of this fine establishment, and I'm joined in studio by our usual crew, Nathan Leipzig. Uh, this week we got Rush in the studio as well, and a special guest, Jeff Wilson. So Jeff, last time you were on the podcast mm-hmm. uh, was uh, about a couple months ago at Cobble Beach, right? and um, things have changed since then. Uh, Yes, in terms of yet another silly decision on my part, if that's what you're talking about, yeah. I seem to have an increasingly bad habit of chasing down vehicles that really aren't the vehicle that I should be buying and buying them. You are your own worst enemy. It's it's absolutely true. We all are, though. I was going to say, but like, what should you be buying? Like, the vehicle that you bought made you happy, right? Sort of. Uh, Define happy. <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, the jury's still out on that one. There. I think, but uh, there there are glimmers of hope. There I think go. it is. Yeah. So. It drives exceptionally well. It's also cool. Okay, well let's let's maybe yeah, back let's, up let's a little bit. Beans, right? Okay, yeah. so yeah. Uh, it wasn't at all on my radar, but I ended up buying a 1986 Toyota MR2, and the, the upside is that. The few times that I have gotten to drive it, it has been, it, it's its generated a lot of positive reaction from people of all walks of life. So mm-hmm. that's really cool. And, you know, when I went after it, it was because I wanted something that was completely different from everything mm-hmm. we seem to review these days, which by and large ends up being rather anodyne and sterile. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even the most visceral cars these days tend to be a little more... Uh, They're pretty isolated. Like It's, isolated, it's not exactly. like, like the, the most visceral shit you can buy these days has got nothing on i shouldn't say got nothing but like doesn't have anywhere close to the same level of communication as a mid-80s entry-level sports car right and this thing without any sort of power locks power windows or even power steering um is is pretty uh pretty analog or and power in general yeah exactly yeah <laughs> well, that's a whole other side yeah. topic I've been reading about people just going on and on about the four age engine and how it's the greatest thing like i have not seen so much unwarranted praise for an engine since people started going on about the s2000 but yeah that's a whole other separate the head gaskets there. are fantastic wait like, do we have thoughts fire uh, oh. <laughs> oh. wait we actually <laughs> Did we actually introduce the car Jeff bought? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, it's an 86 yeah, yeah. MR2. Uh, and just, I'll try to make the story as quick as possible, but uh, based here in... The story's the best part. Ontario, I found the thing in uh, kind of a rural part of Nova Scotia, and it was one of those deals that seemed to be like a sure bet. So it was never meant to be a long-term, oh, I've always lusted after an MR2. It was a, hey, this could be fun for a little yeah. while. And you found I, it and you thought it was neat. Right. And yeah. I can enjoy it and then probably not lose any money off it or maybe even make money off of selling it mm-hmm. in several months or a year or two or whenever I've kind of enjoyed it. Knowing you, it's probably more like several weeks. Yeah, I do have a bad habit of that. Um, <laughs> so figured out a way to basically go down there, check it out. I'd already kind of, in my mind, bought the damn thing anyway. It is a two-owner car. The guy that I bought it off of had uh, purchased it from the the folks that bought it, and the guy that that he bought it for his wife, he was a professor at some university Mm -hmm. down there, bought it for his wife's 50th birthday. She had it for the first 25 years, and, uh, you know, basically as somebody in her mid-70s was then too old to actually still enjoy it properly. And so the guy that I bought it off of uh, had it for the last dozen years. 
And he's now at the point where he's retiring and just wasn't using it very much. So it's been, you know, kind of two mature owners, we'll say. Uh, and they've both loved it, but it was never a, it was never driven as like a high performance vehicle for them. It was just sort of a, a casual toy. This mm -hmm. actually explains a lot about what happened to it. Oh, yeah. Ah, shadowy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw it and, and it, it, let's say it's well patinaed. So the, the paint, you know, the good old single stage paint is so faded and worn in some spots that you can see the white primer uh, wow. below it. Okay, um, can, can I can I pause you there, Jeff? Because like I I have like a soft spot for these like first generation AW11 MR2s. I love these cars. I've been looking for one for myself for years. You have the cleanest one I have ever seen by a mile. Like the cleanest original one I've ever seen by a mile. Yeah, I think that was a really cool thing about it. Like it came with like this like vintage in my mind vintage 90s car bra thing on it, and it was like oh like okay like it's a very like of the times. You know what I mean? Like yeah. someone hasn't messed with it and like tried to update and modernize it through the years yeah. like they've just kind of left it as like this cool time capsule of its era right exactly and like the car that jeff is describing sounds like a like pink pockmarked <laughs> clear coat failed peeling it's not piece of shit. It's and not. it's not this yeah. car is it's red. gorgeous it is still red the only like paint fade that's very obvious is like around like the rear spoiler and like mm -hmm. i think the front the apron bumper, I think, where it's yeah. like starting to just and it's not even like peeling it's just kind of like faded down to the yeah. white yeah. yeah but it's uniform it still has clear that car looks amazing it, but it's, it's kind of it's a cool thing, right? Because it's example. original, right? Like yeah, it's, it's so original. When someone says like, "Oh, this car is original," never seen a paint, you know, like never yeah. seen a paint job, or like, "This is the car." Yeah, like, it's it's yeah. it's such like it's it's a it's a shitty meme where people say like, "Well, the car's got it's got some patina," and patina has become like a catch term for like the car's a fucking giant piece of shit. Yeah, and this is not that. <laughs> this car. is not that. It's yeah. actually, honest to god, a very lovingly preserved like. Right. Well, and, and fair enough, and and admittedly, that <laughs> was part of the appeal when I first saw it. And mm. In fact, like you can still on the trunk lid, you can still see the remnants of the dealer sticker that's on there. Oh, so there's cool. no, there's no question that, that it is. That's a nice touch. It is yeah. genuine and, touch. and authentic of its, uh, of its, um, if it's patina. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, Actual patina. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, like uh, cleaning it out and, and digging through it, you know, I found the parking pass from Acadia university from the original owner. And yeah. you know, there was a whole stack of, um, original Toyota dealership, um, uh, service records and stuff like that from the original owner that were still in it too. So, awesome. you know, the story all checks out. There's no no accident history. There's no rust on it. I mean, you, as you guys have said, you've seen it up on the hoist. It's extremely clean immaculate. and straight. Was and that it, your REM cassette I found in it or the previous owner? Yeah, no, that was my <laughs> REM. Okay, yeah. <laughs> nice. It, 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 that nice. was a, an album released from the same year of production. I figured it was an appropriate Attaboy, choice yeah, there. Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah, so, you know, got it back, was, was pretty excited about it because on the test drive, uh, it was one of those things where yeah, it has a lot of character of, of its era, of its age. You know, mm -hmm. the, the suspension wallows like crazy. And, you know, you've got these squishy marshmallow tires that really don't help the road feel very much. Mm -hmm. um, but you can tell that there's a lot of potential in there. I mean, it's this tiny little mid-engine car and um, it's still a lot of fun. But what I really liked about it was uh, despite the, you know, original 112 horsepower engine in that thing it really loves to rev and that was kind of one of its um its main assets when that engine was new it was a sort of quasi exotic as it revved out to you know almost 7500 rpms which at wow. the time was was pretty was good a lot. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, also like in 86 112 horsepower wasn't nothing yeah like, you can no. go out buy yeah. a brand new mustang five liter with 140 horsepower it, exactly like, that's yeah. the exactly. thing right? yeah. Like, yeah. this thing could boogie 
Yeah, yeah, and and that's just it. So you know, despite such a low power output, uh, you know, it, it weighs whatever twenty three hundred pounds. It's um, it's it's not fast, but you can still easily keep up with traffic with the thing. Yeah, and the, well, the best part that yeah. I found. Like Sorry, yeah, uh, the best part that I found too is, you know, I can come screaming, well, screaming relatively. <laughs> the engine might be screaming the speed not so much, but come come into a corner uh, quite hot and, you know, downshift from fourth to third to second <laughs> and not even apply the brakes really. You know, it's just sort of, you don't need to, you don't really need to, to, to um, well, you don't need to be hard on the brakes because you're not going a, that it's fast. It's a momentum anyway. car. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's like the beautiful nature of it, right? Because like you're talking about how nothing you review now kind of comes close to it, right? It's like having 112 horsepower or when it was new, probably mm -hmm. lost a few. Mm -hmm. But having that and having to make the most of it, it's an experience and it's an enjoyable one yeah. at that, right? Like that's the whole point of it. It's you take it out and you you can ring it out and you can have fun yeah. with it in a way that you just you can't, can't really do and now, like you right? have to ring it out like that engine mm -hmm. is dead below four yeah. grand it's not, like, it's not like modern engines with like hybrid assist or turbocharged and we talk about modern engines mid-range right like you have to kick this thing to get yeah. anything out of it mm -hmm. and it's so satisfying when you do i think that's where the 4ag mythology comes from yeah. like it's not an objectively like bomb proof super powerful like no myth of a motor it's just super characterful and pleasant. fun and, and yeah. sounds great as a yeah. fantastic induction like noise. that's the thing yeah. like yeah i just like i i also had the privilege of playing with jeff's car and it's 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 so good like it's yeah. really good it's yeah like the steering is among the best i've ever experienced in a car the shifter is like almost typical vintage car like kind of rubbery kind of long but not nearly as bad as 90 percent of other cars from the mm -hmm. era it's responsive it's tight it's light it's not wallowy as wallowy as other cars from the era. i say this as a guy who dailies a car made in 1996 as well mm -hmm. um it's it's just so satisfying and connected and fun and it makes the right noises and it makes them at the right volume yep. and it feels the right way. It's just such a satisfying little thing. It it really is like um kind of a Miata, but with a little more hmm. character. A little more character, a little less objective excellence and a little more personality. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You your eternal optimism in that car has been <laughs> the only reason I haven't just driven it off a cliff at this point I because it has not been without its problems as you guys well know uh i was anticipating when i got it that there were going to be you know a couple of thousand dollars that needed to go yep. into some reconditioning and updates and things like that um which was the case and then you know after some delays and finding some parts here and there you mean I, you couldn't just go to crappy tire and get a head gasket for your 86 toyota well, well i was on. thinking head even, gasket. we're talking about we're getting ahead of ourselves here because yeah, I was just talking about like the, the rear uh, brake hoses uh, brake, or something. Exactly. Yeah, brake, I think, no, right. it was the parking brake cables. We we're looking for these things for ages, and I was like, "Where do we find them?" Yeah, the yeah. One place that has them. It's like, yeah. There's no choice. There's no. Oh, maybe I can get it from here. Maybe I can get them locally from here. Oh. It was no. Yeah. We're going to oh, the no, like the speedometer cables. Okay, we get one like used from some guy in England, or get yeah. new ones that are way too long for a new M or two, and just kind try of, and make them work. Make yeah. them work. Yeah. So once all that was sorted uh came and picked it up and happily drove away and yep. got perhaps seven or eight kilometers from, that's what you want from the shop here hold on and uh can we pause for a second i just i just want to touch on something mm -hmm. so i've only ever known other canadians to measure driving distance in time in units of time how far away is so and so it's 20 minutes down the road <laughs> 
what the fuck is a kilometer? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I got maybe nine or ten minutes away. Okay, we'll there you go. Yeah. And uh, then all of a sudden, noticed that you know the the, the the big transport trucks ahead of me on the highway yep. were mm-hmm. just you could really smell the diesel, like the yeah. oil burning from the diesels. Until I then realized it was actually the blue cloud of smoke that was emitting from the back of the car that uh, that that, that it was me that was making oh. all the, the, the burning oil smell. So quickly what, pulled what, off and what? yeah, the car got towed back to the shop and we discovered there that it was a blown head gasket, the most exploded yeah. head gasket on earth. I think yes. I like in unison, everyone inside the shop when the head got lifted off the engine was just wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like. How did that happen? Yeah. Uh, hey, come look at this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and, and to your earlier point there, Nathan, I think, you know, given that this car has probably spent the last 37 years tootling around town yeah, and, around, and yeah. never yeah. even seeing 100, let alone whatever, 120 yeah, just being on the like highway. Any Maybe semblance, super gently, yeah. yeah any yeah. semblance of red line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Jeff got his hands on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you yeah. just had to wring it out. It, yeah. You just had to treat it like a card is. Hey, but now it's sorted. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, we, we think it so. It runs good. Oh, we're some yeah. there we It go. runs yeah. real yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's just it. So, like, I, I think in terms of now we can mm. truly enjoy the, yeah, you can rev it out and the shifts are really cool oh, and, the, so you know, good. everything kind of works I that way. That mm. car. Honestly, like, when I was tooling around it, like, if Jeff's kind of thinking about selling it, like, maybe, maybe should I? Should I? Do you think <laughs> I should? I don't know. Mm, that's dumb. But, but Nathan also says about, what, every third car that comes around. I just want to run. Yeah, you're just as bad as Jeff. Okay, yeah. what I really want to do yeah. is open like a foster home for like just lost cars, just like esoteric shit boxes that nobody wants. And it like, should probably be all my leftovers. And you, basically, you, you wanted yeah. the M Roadster I got rid of before too, right? Oh, so, I love that car. I, I oh my god, that one was a shit box, though. No, 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 no. That was that, that was, was a, a good car. car. That was I a very good one. car. After I fixed it, it was a very good car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first so, time I brought that thing home, it leaked a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. The M Roadster? Yeah. Leaked what? Water. <laughs> Onto me. Oh, oh, I see. I yeah. thought you meant the engine was leaking. Oh, I'm like, no, 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 no that thing engine, never no. left any no, spots no, in my no, garage. No, it's a BMW engine. They're, they don't leak. They never do. But, <laughs> never. Don't laugh. But, yeah, I, I, I drove it home on a rainy night and I was soaked by the time I got home. Hmm. Well, that was your first mistake. I had the top up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, convertibles. But yeah, anyway, fix that. Car's a treat. I love that thing. For like that was, the, that the little car. while I had it. Oh, God, that was such a gem. Yeah. So anyway, aside from the... The, the only real problem I'm having now is the previously repaired speedometer cable. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the cable's fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, the speedometer's okay. not broken, yes. Well, yes. They're, they're, yeah, so you're driving along and all of a sudden things... Horrible noises started coming from the, uh, the general area of the speedometer there. And, uh, and then, this was uh, and this was after you spent a ton of cash fixing mm-hmm. the uh, correct well, gaskets. That's, that's, yes, yes. You spent yeah. a ton of cash first, left for about ten minutes, came back and spent, spent more, a, a lot more money. Yeah, and then left again, and, and now now he needs to spend some more. Money. That, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. then, but not a lot more. Like this oh, is no. an easy fix. Yeah, maybe uh, only yeah. a couple thousand. Ah, it's fine. Got no. to watch that speedometer like 
bouncing between 160 and 180 as I was that's apparently going around corners. Oh, my God, that's the fastest fast. MR2 ever, right? Wow. Yeah. And then it, it ended up wrapping around and pinning itself below the zero mark and kind of just bounced <laughs> off that <laughs> until the, the noise got worse and worse and worse. And then the needle literally popped off its base. And now it just resides at the bottom of the instrument cluster there. So I'm in the situation where if I ever get pulled over now, Sir, do you know how fast you're going? I can genuinely say I, was I parked. do not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So aside from that, though, it seems to be, at knock on wood, running very well now. And it, and it does yeah. have a lot of character. And it is a cool, cool car of its era and everything. And, you know, we'll see how long I keep it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. Should I like we, the uh, car a lot. Should we take bets? On how long I'll have it? Yeah. 20 minutes? Uh, yeah, everything, everything's for sale. If you need a kidney, <laughs> let me know. No. Yeah. Everything's cool. for sale. <laughs> cool. What have you been uh, driving this week? This week, I am driving a Honda Accord Hybrid, mm. which got me thinking a lot about what the ideal commuter car oh, is. Yeah? And because for a while there, I was thinking it's really, really, really good at that. It seems to uh, tick all the boxes. It's very it's, good at that. It's reasonably attractive, has a lovely interior, mm-hmm. and a fairly efficient powertrain. What mm-hmm. more could you possibly want? It's also huge, is the thing, right? Yeah, the Accord is. has gotten to be a big ass car yeah like, it is yeah and it rides nice and yeah. it's got yeah. lots of features and comfort and you're right yeah it looks good and all that sort of thing and it's averaging now with a mix of highway and city driving of low sixes liters per 100 so if you want to recalculate that into hogsheads per you know, whatever you do that Nathan, but <laughs> in, i have no american idea. freedom units yeah. yeah yeah um but you know the old uh 2019 jetta that i used to have with its gas engine and no, uh, you know, no hybrid technology or anything like that in a stick shift, was doing better than that. And so it kind of got me thinking, is this really the best commuter car that's out there? So yeah, it's well, a nice okay. car, but it's not the best now, one. I don't mean to undermine, but I also had that Accord. Mm-hmm. And I saw like <laughs> five, five and a half liters per hundred. Someone um, has a letter. Oh, so here's the question. How mm-hmm. how much highway driving have you been doing with the This is Accord? the thing. Because, like, yeah. that car really favors city. Yeah. That Jetta will, Hybrid's like, devour highway yeah. mileage like, like nothing. But like, Hybrids, it, in general, prefer city over highway driving. For yeah, sure. But for it, sure. in mixed use, I think that Accord will end up doing better. And it's also approximately five times the size of a Jetta, which is not a small car. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know about five times, but yeah, I get you. approximately. <laughs> yeah, five, it's, yeah. approximately oh, it's approximately five minutes longer to walk yeah. around. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, right. yes, now I get it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's good. I mean, the other thing too is if you're really after efficiency and kind of just cruising along, then a Prius Prime, which is basically the same price as this thing, mm-hmm. if you can find one is more efficient you can probably get away with most days yeah. on pure electric that's, and you get the green plate which means that you can use the carpool lane, lane. that's the big lane. thing yeah because yeah, you know i didn't think about that until you just reminded me of it yeah that accord so like it's the red one right it is yep. yeah um <laughs> <laughs> this is how we talk about cars yeah. in the business guys like you have the red one or the silver one okay so the red one yeah um the car's like 50 grand Ish, yeah. if I remember, sir, fifty-two. Not, I think that's quite yeah. a bit of money. That's that's yeah. that's that's not an insignif- uh, n- a not insignificant sum of money. So, uh, granted, it's a not insignificant sum of car either. The Accord has mm-hmm. gotten to be large, and it drives very well, and it's very yeah. nice. I am not knocking the Accord, but like it's that's a price tag. And yeah, you're into Prius Prime territory at that mm-hmm. point, or not far from it. What is a Prius Prime worth? Um, it's just just under fifty. Sidebar. 
I was also floored when I found out that the CRV hybrid uh, also uh, touches 50, if not more. Yikes. Hmm. Although, yeah, well, I was going to say, so would a RAV4 hybrid or, or the Prime? No, the Prime. The, the Prime starts the at 52. Yeah. Hmm. So we, we were all in, talking about this a few weeks ago. Our prime mm-hmm. starts at fifty-two. Yeah, mm-hmm. our prime with like the things you want is like fifty-eight. Right, yeah. right, yeah. right, right. But like, at what point are you better off going for like the the base one point five T? Like, it'll take a long time to amortize those fuel savings into like yeah something. It's not like the one point five is thirsty. Like, no, it's, really no it's pretty good. Yeah, because like, right. like you. So I'm looking at Rush. There's no camera here. I'm looking at Rush. <laughs> Rush had the silver one. Um, it was yeah. white. <laughs> I'll have you know it was white. It's metallic white, so it's basically silver. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I didn't really. Li- I don't know if I really liked the Accord with that 1.5. Well, I thought you said you liked it. It was okay. Like it's kind of anonymous, but like it's okay, it's, it's, it's a good commuter. I think it was a and good car. It was it, just it, it was and car. Yeah, car. yeah. Okay. but what kind of gasoline usage were you seeing with that? I can't remember. You, it was pretty recall. not that great. It was like eight. Really, seven or eight. Okay. But well, also, like... You also sit in traffic a ton. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think that really killed it. And I don't know. I I can't say that I... I didn't mind the 1.5. It had enough power for what that thing needed. Like, it again, it's a commuter car. Like, what, yeah, what do yep. you really need, right? Like, yep. yeah. You're not autocrossing this thing on the weekend. So, like, yeah, I mean, good. <laughs> but, like, what I'm, what I'm getting at is, It's like, a good chassis, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is a good chassis. Actually, very good chassis. Yeah. Like, yeah. like would, Jeff, would you not agree with that? I, like, I excellent yeah, chassis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even the previous one had had an excellent chassis. It was very true. Very the previous very, one very was like shockingly excellent. Yeah, like I was mm. floored by how good that car was. Yeah, <laughs> have you ever driven the two T with a stick? Not with a stick. What? No. Yeah, that was phenomenal. Oh, that, yeah. Well, it wasn't phenomenal, but it was still phenomenal. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. No, the one I I'm had was like it was like Dex, so like loaded touring yeah. limited with like all the nice shit mm-hmm. and the ten speed. Like, that thing was nearly as fast as the. Like the Eco Blast Mustang I had the same week. Wow, Eco actually, Blast. like shockingly good, it's, and, it's and it Eco handled Beast. and it handled better. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. That yeah. thing was so good. Yeah, Hana knows that. For stuff, anyone though. from Ford listening, that Eco Blast Mustang was one of my favorite press cars that year. I love that thing. But the Accord I had before was actually so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not lying. I love that that Mustang. So it was. So it got beat up by the Accord, yeah. Well, the Accord was, like, just super... Because I wasn't expecting the Accord to be, like, half that as good, good as it yeah. was. It yeah. was, like, shockingly, bewilderingly excellent. Yeah. Whereas, like, this this stupid Mustang... So, like, three weeks before, I had a Mustang GT, which did Mustang GT things, and it was loud. And <laughs> wasn't it, like, and <laughs> quadruple white? It was, like, yeah, the vanilla ice pack. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, that one. I had that white, one, White, yeah. You white. had that one, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, three weeks after that, I had a... It was a Mustang convertible... With the EcoBoost high performance package, so basically a Focus RS engine, mm. but with a six speed. Ooh. And it was a convertible, and I had it for like an extended time. It was like almost two weeks. I oh, wow. adored that thing. It drove like a fat Miata. It was great. <laughs> that's a good way of describing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, and it, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, because Miatas are really good. It's not a Miata, but it's a big Miata. It has like four cylinder. Sh- Four cylinder turbo shove and it made Whoosh noises. And it was super weird because it made like Focus RS noises. So it was like well, like the big with like like all the pops and crackles and like stupid ricer shit. Yeah, we gotta hear the pops and crackles though. In a Mustang. Huh. I'm not doing it again. Um, <laughs> but isn't that isn't that just such a disconnect? Like don't 
It don't was, you drive it? I mean, if you had actually bought that car, don't you think you'd be sitting there going, oh, I don't think I'd ever buy one for that exact reason. Because it, like, it was such a broken cognitive disconnect. It doesn't sound <laughs> right. like a Mustang. It's, exactly. it, I get into a Mustang yeah. and it sounds like a Focus RS and yeah. like aggressively like a Focus RS and makes all the Focus RS racer hot boy noises. But it was fast. It sounded in its own universe, separate from everything else, sounded pretty cool. And, you know, that car handled great. I spent a lot of time sideways in that car. It handled <laughs> fucking excellent. It was so good. Yeah. I love that car. And it was very accessible in the way that the GT with the bad 10-speed wasn't. Interesting assessment. I, I love that thing. That was so good. That was, like, my, my biggest guilty Maybe pleasure Nathan just ever. likes bad cars. Yeah, I mean, I'm beginning to think that might be the reality, you know, that the, the judgment is a bit skewed here. Are you perhaps. a glutton for punishment by any chance, Nathan? Have you seen my taste in cars? Yes. Like it's personal bad. cars? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so... They're so bad, sometimes I forget you own them. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I, blo- I blanked them out of my memory. Like, Do I you think before we started this podcast, it was like, we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I had a Jaguar, and I, I forgot to mention it. And I was like, you don't own a Jaguar. And I was like, Wait oh, my God, you do. Dude, I haven't seen it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I, I rarely actually think about the cars that you own because you're, yeah. well, one, you're always impressed cars, but two, it's like you own one really cool car, which is the five thirty five, which I adore. Yeah, that's a good one. But then what do you have? The Beetle, which is your lead behind, which is just like I love that car. Okay, but <laughs> it, it, does it keep you warm? After a while, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so even daily driver duties of like keep me warm, dry, and get me to where I need to go. It does. Two out of three. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay, hang on. What else? We we got the Jaguar, which I've never seen running well. I've seen I've it once. It, I've driven it to the office like several times. Nick drove it. I've seen it. Nick, I've did you seen like it? And driven it once. How did you like it? It was good for what it was. For like uh, a that's such a like. Oh yeah, yeah, it's good for what it was. Response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a cop out response. I think I drove that before I knew you well, and I didn't know how to tell you that I didn't like it. I, I, see, I, I wouldn't take it away from you. I know that car is like not wonderful on it first looks blush. Cool. It, it looks, looks sick, cool. but when you like are just putting around, it, it has feels presence. Like, it feels wooden and rickety and like numb and kind of bad. I know this. Okay. I'm well aware Being of this. Being Canadian, you've been to Canada's Wonderland, yeah? That car is the mind buster of, of cars. Okay, <laughs> like, dude, actually, 100%. I've been saying this for years. I'm so used to driving like BMWs and Benzes that are like steel roller coasters. The, yes. the Dragon Buster. Yeah. Dragon Buster? Dragon, Dragon Flyer. Thank you. Dragon Flyer, right? Where, like, they're slick and they're fast. Oh, yeah. And, like, they're kind of perfect. Yeah. And then you get into the Jag, and it's, like, the same idea, <laughs> but rickety as fuck. <laughs> the mighty Canadian Mind Buster. <laughs> <laughs> but, yo, what's the most fun roller coaster there? I don't know. You get, like, an abused on the roller coaster? Yes. Mind it's the damn Mind Buster. <laughs> it's, it's sick. You know what? I, I see it. And you still enjoy them. Yeah. So, okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But your taste in cars is definitely different sometimes 100%. although we both agree that certain manufacturers make very good cars this one particular one yeah yeah definitely one particular one do i get to know too or? it's bmw oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, make yeah. The best cars <laughs> yeah. Ever. i think we're having three like, of us will agree with that anyway. we were having this like okay. talk in the office we, today we're just we sitting were. and we're like oh my god why does bmw make the best cars ever this well, is yeah, just, well, it's yeah, so it was, upsetting it was, it was like almost an argument like, nick and i were no, having no, no. Like, yeah. look at what we have this week so this week we also have uh i'm in the I'm in the 2024 Cayenne, uh, base Cayenne Coupe, uh, and Nathan's got the X7 M60i. Mm. And Damn, that X7's nice. <clears throat> initially. It's so nice. It, <laughs> I didn't tell you I drove that Cayenne. I really liked it. The Cayenne's actually very Let's nice. Let's not cut Nick off. Okay, Nick, sorry, please yeah, continue. Sorry. So, like, 
But like, the thing is, they're ostensibly two very different SUVs, and yet for the price. Well, I think this thing, like, even though they're kind of different when you were shopping around price is a huge factor and it's like when they're that close yeah. in price like you're gonna be cross shopping so like, yeah so mm-hmm. so if the uh, the cayenne starts at 95 ish and naturally it's loaded up with about forty thousand dollars worth of options you can't uh, even get forty thousand dollars worth of options on my bmw exactly yeah yeah exactly um but coming out of the x7 i was floored i was floored at an at a three-row SUV being as engaging and and as tossable as it, it is, is the best driving three-row by, yeah. by a yeah. by a mile. Let's just acknowledge the like, fact that Nick used tossable and three-row SUV right? in the same, in the same, same sentence. sentence. Yeah. Right, like only BMW. Like, yeah, it's like bewilderingly. I'm excellent. sorry, like yeah. I'm sorry it's to fanboy so out, good. but they're just so it's so excellent. good. It's it's uh, it's it's a ridiculous it's, stupid Clar plot. It sounds like a villain. Ah, Clar's at it again. <laughs> but it's so good. It's interesting because like I shell on M cars all the time. Yeah. But you own I, one, don't you? That's no, that's, that's the point. point. Modern modern M cars. Fair, fair, fair. I shell on modern M cars all the time because they're a shadow of what they used to be. Blah 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 blah. But I don't get the same impression with their suvs but i think that's what they've done see that's the problem like they watered down m yes and like they used to make a couple of really great m cars that were like halo cars it's like hey if you want the best of what we got here here's yeah. that but m3 m5 yeah. that's it we're done that's it and yeah. they've gone <laughs> far away from that in the way in the sense that everything's got an m badge on it and everything is f- also you know i think jeff was talking about this earlier it's like Modern cars aren't the same as old cars yeah. because everything's got five hundred horsepower now. Everything's yep. fast. Everything's whatever. But and it's like numb. That's the thing. Like yeah. But when you can make an SUV feel fun, I think that still shows that's you like worth the something. magic of yeah the M right. Like that, that is still that's something. The thing. Like yeah. so, like this M sixty I and the M sixty trim has kind of replaced like just the M's what what the M level used to be in most of BMW's cars, and it's fast, comfortable. Like, sorry, ridiculously fast and comfortable. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it handles well. It's dynamic. They drive great. And yeah. then the M competition is reserved for what, like, just the regular M's used to be. Yep. And they genuinely feel special. Rush, you yep. and I were out in the X5M competition a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and that thing was ridiculous. No SUV, nothing that big has any right to handle nearly as well as that thing does. And not only handle well, like, any, like you throw enough tire, mechanical grip at anything, and it'll turn good. Of course. This thing... <laughs> Feels good while it's turning really yeah. good, well, and it's thing. also bewildering. I helped fast. Nick pick it up. <laughs> oh, what? I helped Nick, uh, or sorry, I helped uh, Nathan pick it up from BMW, and I was in front of him, and I was like, "Oh, like let's see how this thing goes around a corner," and I'm in this thing feeling it rotate, and he's behind me watching it rotate. He's like, "Yo." What was that? I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's an SUV is, that can rotate. Like, this thing is yeah. wild." So my counter to that is the the price difference between these full-blown M competition vehicles and the the model just below it. So what's that? The, the X5 M50? Be, it, no, actually, it's at the M60 now. So right it goes now, M40, yeah. M60, okay. and then the Comp. So the, the difference between them in terms of cost is usually pretty significant, like right? Like 30, 40 grand, yeah. Right. And the appreciable difference for, let's call it, 99% of the mm-hmm. buyers that are out there is 
the only reason they're yeah. stepping it up is because they need to have the bragging rights of the the top tier. One hundred percent. And I brought this yeah, up when I had agree. it two weeks ago. Like yeah. I, I don't know that I would ever buy one. Like the M. I don't know. Like like I was saying, who gets into an M60 with like five and a half yeah. million horsepower yep. and goes? I need more. Yeah. I need more. Yeah. It's the same case with the MA competition as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think we thought about this for a long time though, because like every single time we've gotten in a comp, it was like, oh, this is amazing. This is so cool that BMW makes this. But why, why the heck do they yeah. bother? Like, yeah. Yeah. Who, and who, who wants because who wants to pay thirty forty more yeah. for like an extra few tenths? And you know what? I think that we're talking about watering down watering down the M brand, and I think it's tough to say it but it's like some cars just need to be made to say that bmw as a brand makes this car like mm. we can't be beat out by everyone else making whatever because on paper you know even though the m60 version of it is better it is the better buy to have the comp they needs have, to exist they still have to have that flagship yeah. problem it's that. unfortunate yeah. but they need to yeah and but in their defense it is a very good product if you <clears throat> need an suv to be <laughs> that, that good yeah, yeah. If they you need will a make trackable you. SUV. Yeah. You can you can buy one. You can yeah. go out and buy one. I mean that's that's not that's not to say the Cayenne Coupe isn't engaging enough for an SUV. First of all, I think of all the SUV coupes that are currently plaguing. No, that's not right, that's not the right word. Um, filling the market, <laughs> uh, the Cayenne Coupe arguably pulls off the look the best among <laughs> the X6, uh, GLE Coupe, Q8, and whatnot. Um, it's also enjoyable to toss around. It's not fast by any means. It still has the 2.9 uh, V6 in it, but by most other measures, it's actually pretty, pretty, pretty fun as well in its own right. Mind I think you. I, it is very. I nice. still go for the BMW. Um, yeah, I, 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 I still, I still go for an X, for an, for an, for an X5 or an, or not an X6 because I still think those look like ass. <laughs> I agree, yeah. Um, <laughs> But I still think I'd go X5 over Cayenne Coupe. Uh, but again, that's not to say it, it's not without its merits. No. The Cayenne is still a great product. But I just think that yeah. for the price, because you're paying the premium for the Porsche badge and all the options that you need to get to make it feel the yeah. same as the X5, you kind of miss out on a little bit of the, the fun factor yeah. that you're getting from the, the M version of whatever you're going to get yeah. from BMW, right? Like, yeah, the Porsche... In, in some ways, is a more premium product. And I think ownership experience and all that also comes into play there, right? Yeah. That's that's a whole different yep. story. But the end of the day, like, apples to apples, not apples to apples, that's like apples to oranges, when you're, when they're priced the same, yeah. a lot of buyers may still be going for the BMW because you just get a little bit more, I think, personally. It, just as a bit of a side note in this, the difference between the base... Cayenne and the Cayenne S that now gets its V8 again mm-hmm. is significant. So I've, I've driven both and the, the, the S is appreciably better than the, um, than the base model. And mm-hmm. it just, you know, it all comes down to that engine for I sure. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The S is definitely, it, it does a better job of feeling a little bit special mm-hmm. versus like the base Cayenne is a great daily kind of driver truck yeah. kind of thing, but it doesn't really feel like a Porsche. Like, I got yeah. the same sense out of the Panamera we had last year. Um, <laughs> same powertrain as the uh, uh, the. Uh, I think the, that has a lot to do with the Platinum it, right? Edition, or whatever. Yeah. Same, two point nine liter V six uh, as a Cayenne, and again, fabulous chassis, lovely interior, uh, but just not fast. <laughs> just, just not all the way there. So like, <laughs> it feel special. I, I've never been a fan of Porsche SUVs in general as a rule, and this is maybe just me like 
chugging the haterade. <laughs> today was the first time I drove a Cayenne. I, I took this Cayenne coupe out for for a drive, and like, I get it. That chassis yeah. is shockingly excellent. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, bewildered. Like, and I say this as like a kind of unabashed BMW fanboy that's had all the big BMW SUVs this year. Um, as good as those are, and I think they are a much better value proposition. That Cayenne has that 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 extra like nth degree of like mm-hmm. driver involvement and just yeah. rightness. Porsche I don't, knows I, some yeah. things, and that is what they know. Yeah. yeah, like I don't love like the interior ergonomics leave a lot to be desired. Its value bit, proposition yeah. falls flat on its face when you actually measure it to anything else. But it does have the Porsche crest, and it drives like a Porsche. That's yeah. Yeah, I'm still not used to the. So uh, so as a brief as a brief refresher for for those for those listening, the 2024 Cayenne gets a mild refresh, I'd say. It's definitely an update. You were definitely on the event as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a mild and, and refresh. It's a very like stark, minimalist, futuristic yeah. interior, which I I get why people like it. Yeah. I personally yeah. don't, but it's it's all it's but piano that, it's piano black for days. That's yeah. the other thing. Like, and I, there are still a fair bit of like ergonomic niggles that I can't really get used to. Like, I think they're mistakes because like if you genuinely look at that, so like okay, the old Cayenne, I my father had owned a set 18, 18 yeah. a base Cayenne. And, like, that thing was buttons galore, right? But yep. that's the thing. Every single button switch and dial you touched felt pretty premium. Like, you click something, and it was like, oh, yeah, that feels nice. Like, whatever. There's so many buttons, but it kind of is – it's kind of cool. Like, it felt like it felt like a little, like – It's like they understood haptics. Yeah, airplanes, yeah. airplane, you know, spaceshipy kind of thing. This one loses all of that. Mm-hmm. And then they've gone and put a lot of buttons in places that you just don't really expect them to be. Like, yeah, even the headlight switch – it's not a yep. switch anymore. It's four buttons that they've placed kind of out of the way by your it's left knee. Hidden. And it's like, um, wait, why is this here? Like, this yeah. doesn't make any sense. And it's like... Like, like, like the engine start button and the shifter... Yeah, they're both behind the steering yeah. wheel. Yeah. But they're hidden by the steering yeah. wheel. Yeah, so it's like, thing. yeah. You can't, like, unless you, unless you have gotten to know the truck well and, like, know where that switch is, yeah. it's kind of out of the way. It's yep. kind of something that you have to reach for. Why? Like, you had it. You had it. So... Stop doing yeah. this. Go well, back. Yeah. Well, the pre-refresh Cayenne, the current generation Cayenne pre, uh, pre-refresh, still had a traditional shifter. That's the thing. Yeah. So, but now they've gone and been like, okay, let's just like, let's just use this thing that we're using for everything else. And that, yeah. I mean, that's like Volkswagen Audi. Yeah, and like, like, I, like, I, I get the nub shifter. Yeah. Like, in this modern era of like drive by wire, electron, yeah. electromagnetic, don't everything, like whatever, that's yeah. fine. Just don't put it there. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Sorry, catch me up. So it's been a while since I've driven the Cayenne. Where is the shifter then? So you know where you know where like the 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 fake starter key is on the left side. Yeah, it's yeah. on the exact same position on the right side. Okay, right. Yeah. Okay, so it's perfectly like, obscured like the, by the steering wheel. Right with the yeah. the uh, Ticon. I, I same way as the Ticon. Yeah, it's that. the yeah. same okay. Okay. shifter, just worse in position. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I can still see it in the Ticon though. Like, yeah, no, I that's can still what I mean. See the shifter. That's what I mean though. Like mm-hmm. in the Ticon, it was okay, but this one is just. Why did you Perfectly put it there? obscured. Yeah. And like, in the short time that I had, it didn't work. Like the thing, I don't know, I'm used to like, I've gotten used to getting into a press car and just tapping the start button and it fires up and, and, and getting used to getting into a BMW. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas with this, like you press it on, but it's not running on, that's off on, and it's not running and now it's yeah. off. Okay. Press and hold and it fires. Okay. I can't say I had that, but I, I definitely was like I hunting. I was hunting for yeah. the button. And also, like, I'm used to, like, Porsches, like, even when they don't have a physical key, they still have something that looks like a key. Yes. Which, mm. uh, for a while, bothered me until I realized that I kind of like it. Yeah. And now I'm, like, now I'm kicking myself because I'm, like, oh, why did they just put a button? And now there's a button. I'm, like, yeah. oh, why did they just put this key back? Like, <laughs> you, I, what have you done would have been wrong. But 
I don't know, maybe there's just, there's some things about that interior that just feel a little backwards. And I think that's what really bugs me, especially for the price point. It's like ergonomics and things like that, that's something that should have been figured out way long ago. Personally, that's all I feel. I don't know. Porsche's always had like slightly wonky ergo. Yeah, oh, yeah. Always. I think it's just a tradition thing. Like, but they have to. I don't know if it's that or like for me, like when my father owned that Cayenne, it was like, oh, this feels like a really nice Tiguan that they just had to add extra things to. So they're like, oh my God, where do we put them? Uh, stick it here. Tiguan, not even Touareg. Whatever, same, same, Jeez. same sausage, different size, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, and I think that's also been my gripe with like Porsche products is like sometimes when it comes to like things like the Cayenne that are like very clearly, you know, okay, you can say that it's a Norris, but you can also say, you can also say that it's a Touareg probably or you know a Q7. <laughs> you know what yep. I mean? Like it depends how you want to how you want to play it. But what I'm saying is they lose some of that the the fit like this the special like i don't know you get in a car you're like oh like this feels nice this feels special yeah and i know i you know when you get in an x7 it's like well what is this share chassis with a cullinan it's just <laughs> like, yeah but the x5 and the x6 are the exact same dashboard as both of those yeah yeah but you're not gonna and own an x5 track. and an x6 concurrently but you might own a touareg and then move up to a client and be like oh this is not that much better yeah you know what I'm saying? So like, I don't, I don't know. See, with me, like the, the X7 feels like the X6 M60. Yeah. With like another foot behind it. But that's the point. Yeah. And that's what BMWs have kind of always been. Yeah, like they all like look and feel pretty samey, but that's not a bad thing. No. But the two, like a Cayenne, should not feel like a Touareg in any way. I don't think. Yeah, I can get behind that. I think. <laughs> I don't know. Like, well, don't get me wrong. The Touareg's well, not a bad car. Well, the Touareg was a holdover from when, like, that was from the Piec era when Touareg was sorry when Touareg when Volkswagen was reaching like way crazy yeah. high in the market. Yeah, right. And, and that Touareg was really, really, was an really amazing good, product. Of course. Yeah. So the fact that it's very close to, but maybe they've diluted the brand. Pardon me. Like maybe they've diluted that Porsche branding by overstepping the Volkswagenness of it. I don't know. That's yeah. how I feel sometimes. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, for twenty. 20- for 24 kind of gets a new interior um so how much of that is new because like, i'm not super like up on cayennes to be honest so you the know center the consoles for sure new, the, yeah. the center consoles like uh, pretty much one big haptic one big piano black haptic feedback uh panel which is kind of shitty because you know it's a prime spot for like scratches and nicks and dust and whatnot because like you know rush and i were talking about this earlier today in the office uh my wife has a habit of tossing her purse over the central over the center console and yeah. into the passenger seat uh footwell and i you could see this going cannot imagine yeah. mm. the center console holding up to that well that's the thing that's the, i think that's the thing like sometimes i got lost in a bit of a you know whatever like, you, if you have a car for a week and, and you review it it's so easy to be like oh this is a great idea like this like big flat panel oh it looks great yada yada Has but any then of you us could, ever said a large panel of piano black I, I capacitive know, know. touch Just, controls are a good idea give me a second ever here. at any give point. me a second here. no i don't want you to have that idea <laughs> like but what you're I, mischaracterizing us as being dumb because this idea is dumb it looks slick but it's ergonomically but that's what i'm saying you could say objectively it looks cool yeah it does but, look swag right but, but when you own a car and you have to live with it for any amount of time longer than a week it's immediately going to look like trash because one it's always going to be dusty two it's always going to be full of fingerprints because you're touching it and three as soon as anything touches it that's not your finger it's going to like scratch or mar oh yeah and i think that's the issue it's like 
you've gone and made this like, sleek futuristic thing that's going to look not sleek and terribly dated as soon as you live yeah. with it like that, and that's the whole problem with like modern like kind of futuristic mm-hmm. kind of design is that like yeah it looks super futuristic right now and it'll, age it'll, it'll age itself out yeah. horrifically yeah yeah that's it's like basically... all these products have no shelf life whatsoever I know. it's basically the same material as the tagon the same dash layout basically but you know from the dash down it's all kind it still has a, the two grab handles on the center console oh, that's a, you can see the evolution of the interior right like yeah like, so talking about this like 2017 yeah. kind like you can see like where they started with like a ton of buttons they're like okay we mm-hmm. got to simplify this because this is getting out of hand and they're like okay why don't we just put some haptic buttons in it that that'll be great and then now they've gone to, like this you got a cubby in the front cup holders in the back <laughs> and then like this random cubby in the middle or like this random touch panel in the middle but the yeah. problem is it's also got buttons that are on it like these little like uh what do you well, call them? Toggles. Control, toggle yeah. switches, yeah, for the which immediately, if you throw a bag across this to the console, are probably going to break off. Like, probably. you could just see how it's going to go so terribly, and you're like, how did they put this into production in a hundred thousand dollar SUV? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like, how did that not get checked out at some point? Like, Jeff, you, you drove like a Cayenne Coupe Turbo. Is it Cayenne GT? Is that what it's called? The yeah, really fast tur- one, the Turbo GT, yeah, yeah. So you you've you've gone to like check those out like in California and stuff. I That's right. Correctly. So what what did you think of this thing? Uh, well, and in that spec, well, in it, that spec, it is yeah. mind blowing. Yeah. And then that becomes the question you of what the hybrid, the e hybrid. No, uh, yeah, the turbo. No, like, the, like the really good one. Yeah, like the, the fastest e- one they got. That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought it was the e, e- hybrid for some reason. It, no. But you're recently on. Only no, no, no. I, I've I've oh, driven the with the hybrid. S, I guess it was, or something. Yeah. Anyway, not the not the really spicy hybrid, but the yeah. spicy lesser spicy enough. hybrid. Yeah. <laughs> spicy enough. But yes, I did drive the what is it now? Cayenne Turbo GT or GT Turbo? The it's the, Turbo the, GT. The I top, think you got it. Yeah, the top spec gas powered monster. Gotcha, right, anyway. Yeah, the one that holds the record for like fastest SUV around the, oh, the yeah. ring. I think. Oh, because <laughs> well, yeah. like the Urus came out, and then the Porsche's like. Mm, no, 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 no. But no, and that's, you can't have this. This is ours. But it's the same truck. <laughs> that's no, the no. point with that thing. Yeah. Is it kind of Not makes the Urus seem like a really poor decision then, unless you need to have the the prancing bull there on the nose. Yeah, but, you know, like, so many but, but who's buying an Urus? The people that Urus? need to have the... Urus? How is that pronounced? Uranus. Urus? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Urus? Urus? Okay, but like, who's buying an Urus? Someone that needs the badge. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of cool looking. Like, they look sick. I'm not going to take it away. They actually look dead. Yeah, like, Lambo knows how to do Lambo things. Yeah. And be exciting. That's the point. Yeah. But isn't it kind of like the scenario you were mentioning earlier, where it's sort of, well, the Touareg then was so close to what the Cayenne was that it kind of diminished the Cayenne. My point is, this this Cayenne is so good that it diminishes the No, Urus. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Like, but that's the, the Cayenne doesn't look like an Urus. If you want to flex and be a person who likes to flex <laughs> nice say good then, flexer. then you buy an urus if you want a really excellent ridiculously fast vehicle that is yeah. also an suv for some reason i think for yep. some reason that's like a different market because like it, yeah. the urus is like literally just like if you got money and you want to show it off all the time you buy, urus. A, you buy a yellow urus yeah. a yellow but, or a matte gray urus exactly yeah. but if, it's, if you oh, want green to actually wow. enjoy driving I don't, you, I don't even know how to say this like if you want to have SUV the coupe. fastest SUV coupe around, <laughs> yeah, the the Porsche Cayenne GT Turbo. I want GT the fastest Turbo. vehicle yeah. I can buy without having to bend down to get into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, bingo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it's 
absolutely unbelievably sensational. I mean, for the same reasons that, I mean, you guys would assume, but also that you already touched on, where mm. the, the, the chassis in that thing is it's just... It's bewildering. It's, it's so good. And, it, of course, it, this being the, the top tier of their performance Mm -hmm. uh, Cayennes, yeah. everything is dialed in yeah. Yeah. to the nth it, it's degree. It's really good. Like, yeah, so really, our, our Cayenne Coupe that we have this week is like pretty base. Pretty base. It's the base model. And it still drives yeah. really good. Enough. So I can only imagine how much better right. this Turbo GT is. And like, with how I felt about the 911 GTS we had a few yeah. weeks ago, like, I felt that was kind of numb for the sports car that it is, but for an SUV, and it felt exactly the same. Holy shit, it's good. I mean, this is what car manufacturers are doing because we just talked about how all of the cool fast cars are now kind of like boring, and all the SUVs are kind of cool. Are kind of sick. Uh -oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is happening to us? Adulthood. We've been drinking the Kool Aid for yeah, too long. I don't know. <laughs> like they've just they've just pushed these things on us for so long that now we're like, oh, okay, fine. Maybe they're cool. Yeah. Have you cool. noticed that when you get into like a car, like a car car, you grunt? Getting in and out of it? No, yeah. man. <laughs> How old are you? Ancient? Yo, here's your question. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to the, you know, what's happened here. Is it that... <laughs> Jeff it Wood, that, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. As the old the old guy here, yeah. The, the resident the, old guy. <laughs> that's right, yeah. <laughs> resident octogenarian. <laughs> are the SUVs just nice. being polished and polished and polished and polished? All I those think, resources I think that's are where the R&D is going. I, I yeah. think that's the thing. Like, they've worked on them so mm -hmm. hard that now they're like, oh, my God, like, this is actually really cool. Yeah. 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 Because, I mean, you, yeah, you drive any of the, the sportier cars now, even from the same manufacturers. Like, honestly, and again, it's probably no big secret that, that I'm also a fan of the... Uh, BMWs, much like you guys, of course, yeah. uh, but the, the the coupes and sedans these days have, at least in the M, the full blown M spec, mm -hmm. they've been they kind of falling off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's, the it's M3 the M4. Of like, yeah, why? Yeah, the M3 stoned. M4 are the only ones that I kind of go, okay, yeah, that's the better one to buy than the 340. But otherwise, like I am even then, you know, the X5, X6. Uh, M5, like all of that, I would happily just have the like the M550 or what or whatever. Yeah, whatever's one yeah. down from this hot. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. the M550 is going to be the better one to live with, which is yeah. what like that's the thing. Like old M5s, like you, you can live with them. You could live with them. It's like now it's just like the comp, or like the M5 comp or whatever. It's just like tuned to 11 yeah. because it needs to be because they have to beat out everyone else in the same market doing mm -hmm. the same thing. Yeah, that they've just become a chore. Like. It's just too much. Like, just relax. Well, in the M5 comp, especially. But they can't now. They I know. can't. They can't back no There's right. no turning it. Yeah. The M5 comp was one of those things where you know the the line I would make for some of these big, high-powered sedans before was it was kind of a yeah you got to be you got to have a track to enjoy it. But like I've driven the M5 comp on a track and it was a fairly small, tight track, mm -hmm. and you still don't enjoy it no. because you can't even get midway yeah. through second gear before you're already hammering on the brakes for the turn so yeah, exactly. you need a like a, a nurburgring in order to really yeah properly and it shows that's where those things were set up fair yeah to echo yeah. my inner james bay no <laughs> terrible <laughs> <laughs> what's the thing like they should just set them up on the 401 <laughs> so hybrids that just idle that just idle and drive themselves because you're never actually moving anywhere bmw's do that and they do it really well <laughs> Sponsored we were talking about this earlier. Someone made a crack that like we're like heavily BMW biased. We're all BMW fanboys. Like, and oh, I and I great. said like, no, it's not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> they have the best engine, the best transmission, the best infotainment. infotainment. Yep. 
Do Arguably they, the absolute worst style. Do they style. have the best engine, though? <laughs> Relax, Trey Yes, Giannis. 100%. <laughs> You're 100%. not going to win this. 100%. Okay, Nick, you and I agree 100%. Like, I adore that Lexus V8. I yeah. adore that motor, but the B58 is objectively mm. superior. Even the S... Like, we were talking oh, no, about this a couple weeks ago. I will begrudgingly agree. When, when we were talking about this a couple weeks ago, when we were talking about the cars, or whether, whether we'd have, like, yes. the CC4V Blackwing, yeah. the IS500, an M340, or a C43, we all agree the M340i is the best car. I know. Even though you and I would drive home in an IS500. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, your car enthusiast brain's like, oh, I need to love the IS500 because, you know, V8 and, like, the natural, you know, sound of it and no, whatever. No, 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 not car enthusiast brain. Actually very delicious. No. yeah. Actual brain. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. But then which one would you want to live with day to day? The IS500. Don't know if I can agree with you there. I would take the yeah. M340. That car is delicious. Again, M340 technically superior in every every way, one million percent. But yeah, like I'm with the, Nathan on the this character one. and the Have feel the, of the IS500 the just as in knocks the it out. Crappy interior of the IS500. It's not crappy. Doesn't feel upmarket. It, it's a little dated, but it's not crappy. It's nice material. Dated, otherwise also, known as Lexus. Also, I don't know if you met me. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually seven million but years old, knows. and I like the trackpad. The, okay, the trackpad's not that bad. Really? Not the one in the Acura, though. That no, one's no, terrible. No, trackpad's oh, stupid. Oh, yeah. Uh, that one where you got like... hour two of this podcast yeah, going yeah. on to that. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta like kind of guess where you're pointing. Yeah, anyways. I like the, the, the simple dashboard on the IS500. Like, I like that old dashboard design. I think it's great. It's reminiscent of the old Mercedes that it felt like. called. They would like their dashboard back. <laughs> and it looks great and it works great. <laughs> It's not huge and in your face. Okay, and okay. You it, know what? I don't think we're going to agree here. They're both very good cars. The IS500 is honestly fantastic. But the M340, I think I would have a better time living with. I That's agree. all I'm saying. I, I'm inclined to agree. Yeah, exactly. Again, no one's disagreeing that the 340 is probably a way better car. We got into this talking because that engine is a way better engine. Like, technically yeah. far more superior engine. But it's crazy. Like, how do you how do you make a six-cylinder turbo thing make you know because bmw is really good at straight sixes they've had a they've, bit of practice on that they've been making them for over a hundred years like really? literally over a hundred years they were like their first whole shtick was like yo it's a plane motor that can actually climb without stalling that was the whole thing with them huh i didn't know that and then they put it in a car and magic happened yeah <laughs> and the rest was history nathan what do we got in the garage next week you got the schedule open, dude. I have no idea. <laughs> as, as we were supposed to have a Mustang GT <laughs> that I was super you looking were. forward to, and yeah. that has been canceled because it, it is winter. winter in Canada, and that's a thing that's been known to occur. Oh, good God. Okay. I'll tell you what I've got. Yeah, what Jeff, got, what do you got going Jeff? on? What do you got Type S next week. Ooh, oh, very well, good. well, that's infinitely cooler than our... Uh, than our... Than, than our... Than, than our Corolla Cross Hybrid XSE, which Ben has. Ooh. Uh, I'm in the Chevy Trax RS, which I'm kind of looking forward bad, to. That actually, like, that that looks kind of great. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, as far as automotive glow-ups go, I'd probably put that in the same league as the uh, as the Prius. Mm. I definitely have to agree Good with call. you. Yeah. 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 We'll see you next week. And uh, John's in the uh, Kona N-Line Ultimate. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, so, new Kona looks good. It's uh, So it's, you're going from baller SUVs this week to... To stuff game. people actually buy. To honest SUVs ah, next week. Honest yeah, right. SUVs. There's yeah. the real yeah. cars for real stuff people. Stuff people actually buy. There we go. Yes. Cool. We Jeff. are very much in touch with reality. And sorry, <laughs> Nick, you were interu- You were saying a thing before I interrupted very rudely. Yes, I was. Jeff, why don't you tell our beloved listeners where to find you? 
most often my stuff appears on autotrader.ca, also autoguide, and occasionally, when I'm really lucky, I get to write for Double Clutch, too. Oh, boy. <laughs> and for those of you who just can't get enough of our podcast, uh, you can follow along our adventures uh, at doubleclutch.ca on socials. Uh, Jeff, thank you for joining us this week. Thanks for Anthony, having me. Rush, it's been a slice having you guys in studio. Hell yeah, brother. Goodbye. <laughs>